This is gonna hurt. It's time, it's time for the Suffering, for the suffering Podcast. Podcast. Leaving your mark on this world is the great hope that most strive to achieve. Something left behind to tell the world that you've been there. A legacy that says you contributed. For some, it's a great work of art. For others, it's a thought-provoking philosophy. And for many, it's the next generation. Those little humans that have our faces, continue our names, and share our mannerisms. The hard fact of life is that we're all one day going to pass on. What we do while we're here makes the difference of whether we will be remembered. Having an archetype for a child is a shining example of what life is supposed to be. I'm Kevin Donaldson here with Mike Felason on this episode of the Suffering Podcast. We welcome back our very own Derek Taylor to discuss the suffering of a dad star. Derek's example as a father and as a professional musician is a beacon of hope and gives all of us fathers hope that one day we can be what our children really deserve. Derek, thank you so much for coming back. All right, it's great to see you guys again. Hey. This is always, like I said, I've known Derek for years. I was looking forward to this. Derek's one of my very best friends. Yeah, I met you once. And and you haven't stopped talking to him since. No, I haven't. So it's a nice guy. I haven't. I haven't. Before we get into anything, let's throw a shout out to our marquee sponsor. That's Toyota of Hackensack. We buy our cars from Toyota because we don't trust anybody. So go to toyotahackensack.com and let them find you a car. Now, Derek, as usual, from the last time you were in here, which I think was episode 58. Mm-hmm. We've we, come a little bit of a long, like a long way yeah. since uh, last time you saw us. You know, you got cameras, we, got fancy microphones, nice accommodations. <laughs> yeah, we got a producer. You got um, Caffeina, uh, Caffeina, Caffeina water. But your episode is in our top three. Really? Yeah, yeah. it's wow. it's in our top yeah. three. And it's, it, it, I have to believe it's not just because you're a rock star, you're a guitarist for the band Overkill. I have to believe that. I think it's more about how you raise your son, Derek, and we're going to get into that. But before we do, as usual, we take a question from our audience, and this week's question comes from Roxanne. It says, what is the most difficult thing about juggling a family and a career? You seem to do it with a little bit more ease because you're at, you're at such a high level, and I thought it was a good question to ask you, so you're our guest. Why don't you go first? Uh, juggling family and career? Yeah. Hmm. You've been well, doing it at the top level for, what, 30 years? Well, Listen, I had a hard time juggling family and family. <laughs> Never mind family and a career. <laughs> well, I think, um, I, I don't think it's juggling. I think it's part of your career, you know, because you can't really enjoy your career without your family, and you can't really enjoy your family without your career, because if you kind of, it's a balance between I don't find it that it's, it's, it's juggling at all. It's doing what you have to do, you know, is if you want to be in this business and you want to have a family and be a musician touring on the road, there's a path you take. There's bad paths and there's good paths. You know, you have to, is if, if that's what you really want to do, you just make it work. You find a way to make it work. You have to. I mean, like, you know, you have to find a way to make money. You have to find a way to eat. You have to find a way to do all sorts of things. Well, I I think, like, when I read this question, here's here's what I thought. You have this baby that you're responsible for. And if you're any type of man, you know, it takes anybody can be a dad, but to be a father, it takes a lot of work. And you're responsible for the the health and well-being in order for that baby to live tomorrow. 100%. All right. So that juggling act of, like, I want to be there for my kid, but I got to support my kid. Like, that's the tough, like, that's that's the balancing act. Well, it's also, too, um, you know, when you say something like supporting, 
you know, we could all support, uh, you know, I could go out and dig ditches. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Am I going to be a good father? Am I going to, not that I would be a bad father digging ditches, but that's not what I was born to do. Mm. You follow what I'm saying? Right. It's like, if, you know, if I want to be a guitar player in a thrash metal band and make records and tour and, you know, do this, then that's going to, that's going to reflect on my, my family's life and my mm. son's life because I'm a happier dad, you know? And well, that's a big thing. You're you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be as happy digging ditches. You're actually doing what you love. So, well, you know, it goes back to mm-hmm. like you know, like when I started this whole career in this music business, uh, I always thought that a job, putting food on the table for you know whether I was drilling wells in the ground, I was you know working at um, you know some construction company or doing whatever, the job was to bring home food to pay for the bills, to pay for the lights, the clothes, and the food, and then to afford me to go rehearse with my buddies up in West Orange. The job was just another tool. Mm. It wasn't like this career thing where it's like... It's a means to an end, I guess, right? Right. So that's why I don't think it's... I think my whole path has always been that that's... It, there's no juggling. It's... You want this. You got to do this. Go get it. This is what... This is where, this is where it comes from, you know? Yeah. If you can... So, if you so Recently, I heard this one. So if you can envision the impossible... The, if you can envision the invisible, you can achieve the impossible. Pretty right. much, yeah. That's pretty much. Mike, what do you think? Sounds like a new song for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want producer credits. I don't write the songs. <laughs> I want producer credits. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? Well, you know, after a career in law enforcement, you know, with swinging shifts and all that, I mean, it, it's tough to, you know, put both of those worlds together. Mm. You know, but you, my whole thing is you have to make time. No matter how, no matter how tired you are. You always have to have time for your family. I mean, you know what it's like coming off of midnights and you just don't want to do anything, you know, and, and, you know, your, your kid has a game when you want to go to sleep, you know, you, you got to pick yourself up and go, you, you know, your, 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 your job is your career. And like you said, that's, that's what puts food on the table and, you know, and keeps the lights on in the house, but you just gotta, you got to make time for everything. And you're also doing something that you want to do. Yeah, exactly. You're a human being too. You deserve You've earned the right to do something that makes you happy, but but that's that's the balancing act. When I retired, like I missed my my oldest was only three years old when I retired. But even at three years old, just working the way I work because I was so nervous about being it. I want that kid to have a better life, which mm-hmm. again, that's that's not the best thing, best attitude in the world. But I want that kid to have everything and everything, and I'm going to work my ass off. I don't care if. I got to go dig ditches after work to go in order to go do that. Pick up all those side jobs. Right. All the side jobs just to give them a little bit extra. Right. Right. I always wanted to see my son as one day look at me like dad worked his ass off for me. But when I retired, I said to myself, I am now I have a a unique opportunity. I'm going to be there for all the sporting events. I'm going to coach if I can. So whatever job I pick, like that became my priority. Right. You know, because I had already done my career. And now podcast starts, so it's it's a see. But right. see, I, I had the unique opportunity of working in a town that I lived in. So if my kids had a game or something like that, I can go while I was working. Right? Yeah, you know, I never missed anything I did. So you you had this unique opportunity where your son, little Derek. Well, he's not little, but young Derek, 30, 33? <laughs> young, 33. young Derek yep. was young brought Derek. to shows. And although it's it's nice to see, because my my wife used to bring the kids to come see me. When I was working, because I, I, I sure, say, you want to see what daddy's you know, does right. and everything like that. It was bittersweet to me because although I, I wanted them to see what I was doing, 
my wife's got to bring the kids with me so I can spend a little bit of time with them. Sure. It, you know, and it, it was a little bittersweet to me. Did you ever feel that way when young Derek came around? Um, yes. Um, but with him, it's a, it's a, a little bit different. Than, it's a whole different well, dynamic. Let's get, let's get into that. Yeah, let's get it into is, that. It's let's a different recap. dynamic. Because what, what you were saying is yeah. like you're um, – like your wife brings your kids to where you're like, you're on the job and you're like, oh, let me show you the, the patrol car and mm-hmm. or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of influencing him. Derek is like, he, you know, it's the, the Derek is a perfect example of a person that lives in the moment. The next moment is another moment. He's lucky. The, he's lucky in that respect. He's lucky. And he's cursed in the same <laughs> sentence. And it kind of makes sense. Like if I, for example, it's like he, when we, when we go to shows, he likes the lights. He, and he sees his father up there playing and he's all in this and that. And you know, everything, the light, the music, this and that, and everything's great. 10 seconds later, it's all out of his head. You know, yeah. it's, it, he doesn't realize what that is. Now he only sees the car ride home. Right. So before we go any further, let's, let's give our audience a little window into not only you, but your son, Derek. His, he's a special needs child, yes. uh, which I hate that term. I hate that because he's he he just needs to be taken care of in a little bit different way. Um, you know, it triggers me. Yeah, it tri- <laughs> I, I, I get you, but you know, it doesn't really bother me at all. No, you know? but um, so let's let's talk about Derek's specific special need. Mm-hmm. All right, he has um, cerebral palsy with a um, kind of like a, a a minor side. I don't know how you would. Um, uh, kind of include that, but there's a little aut- autism spectrum, uh, a little bit. Yeah. On the a spectrum little bit in there. He's mobile. He can move. He understands, comprehends everything, cannot speak. Um, he has probably um, the mentality of like a six year old child. Okay. Uh, he can figure things out. He's kind of smart, but kind of not. And he's more into routine. Like if you tell him to get up, go over to the chair, pick this up, put this over here. You do that with him every night. He's, he's good. But if you kind of break that routine and tell him to go put that on the table, it just kind of blows his mind. huh? Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, you know, it's a, um, but, I think that kind of goes to what you were, what I was trying to say to you before about that, about bringing him to, uh, to a show. Um, I think that it, it's just, he, well, nowadays we, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> we can't bring him to the shows. He gets so overstimulated and he goes off the deep end, especially, especially if I'm there. Yeah, it, but it's, you know, you have a tendency to take people off the deep end. I, you know, I do. It, it, it's hard he gets into his own, even at home. There's a lot of times he gets into his own is like when you're saying, you know, if you tell him to not do something and he'll do it <laughs> and then you say no. And then, you you know, when he hears that word, no, it's like this, tr- this thing goes on and he goes into this zone, you know, and get bad sometimes it really can, because you're dealing with a six-year-old mentality that is in a 33 year old body that is uh, the, the brain is firing like this, you know, mm-hmm. picture your son at six years old where he's just, he's just on fire, you know, and you, yeah, but I can hold him down. Yeah. If that's the problem. Well, yeah, so, <clears throat> I understand the pain. 
because if my six-year-old son was doing something, they just like put a, put my hand on his chest yeah. and say, stop. You can't do that with a six foot one, 33 year old. <laughs> no, <laughs> you no. can't, you know? So, um, so getting back to that is that that's part of the, you know, uh, when you were saying something about, um, you know, bring them to shows and, you know, um, being there, um, you know, um, like during holidays and everything like that, because there's been countless, I, how many Thanksgivings I've been in Europe or on the road, you know what I'm saying? How many birthdays I've missed, you know what I'm saying? And with him, I mean, literally his birthday is just another day, Christmas. He him has I, no, him and I got a lot in common, <laughs> but he has no conception of time. He has no idea whether it's nine o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock at night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, December, January. He has no idea. I could tell him every single day when he wakes up in the morning that today is Christmas and he would believe. <laughs> That's and, what I was going to say. You can't tell him like tomorrow's your birthday. You, you can. Yeah. And he'll be like, oh, okay. And But what I've found is people with special needs across the board are some of the happiest people in the, in the world. It's like I go to a coffee shop in the morning and they employ special needs people. Brilliant. It's the greatest. It's in a church. So it's doing couple things it's bringing people into church it's giving people with special needs jobs it's teaching them how to interact with people and i love it now i was saying to a friend of mine as we're walking out i said you and i we make a pretty good living and some days we get up and we're miserable these people are making what eight nine dollars maybe ten dollars an hour and they couldn't be happier because they don't have that self-awareness you know one day if they ever become self-aware it's almost a tragedy yeah i i mean i i think that it's also it's not about for them because we go to this place. I, I, I was know. just going to say, there's a deli by you that hires all special needs yeah. people, correct? Can I say that? Absolutely. Name? Absolutely. You say whatever you want. <clears throat> it's called the No Limits Cafe. And they're only open from like 11 to like three o'clock and they just serve lunch. But their entire staff is special needs people. Autism, Down syndrome, everything. Um, you know, and it's the first time that when I went in there, um, I was, I was, I have this really, um, short emotional fuse when it comes to that. Cause you know, but you, have, you have a soft spot for that. And they were cutting a lot of onions in there. <laughs> a lot of onions. I mean, they, it was insane. So I, I mean, like we walk in and there's some kid there that says, hello, my name is Jacob. And welcome to No Limits Cafe. And you could just see everybody's face in there. They're just happy to be a part of things. It's not about the grind. It's not about the money. It's not about this. It's about, I, I, I could do this. Yeah, absolutely. And I support Isn't those it about places. purpose? Huh? Yes. It's about purpose. 100%. Yeah. You know, purpose. The, other, the other thing, too, is like, I mean, <clears throat> one of the most amazing things uh, speaking of special needs, Derek went to uh, his first prom, <laughs> um, had it at his school, right? And I, you know, we would go to his school, they'd have little parties and everything like that. But, you know, Derek, you know, we got him a tuxedo, got him all dressed up, and he loves to be around this. We brought him there, and that was probably one of the days that I felt like I was completely missing everything about how they think and how they live because there was this girl 
in this wheelchair, and I've seen her a dozen times picking Derek up from school. She wheeled in, and she was in. She can't walk. She was in this dress, had the boutonniere or the you know the flowers around there. Her hair all done, makeup and earrings, and smiling from ear to ear. And I, oh, I lost it. They were cutting right onions there. in there too, aren't so, they? Li- Liquid Church does this. So I don't know if you've heard of the church, Liquid Church. They no. they do what's called a night to shine. And I think one year they had uh, Tim Tebow come in and because he does a lot of work with special needs kids. And I've I've been there and I've seen the pictures. These kids, they it's to the nines. Most kids who go to high school and go to the prom don't give a shit. But these kids, it was the biggest event in the world, and it's so beautiful. It was unbelievable. You know, having again is just like this is their this this is their moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not special needs at this moment. At that moment, that girl was going into her prom with her dress on and her hair. And I said, that's what it's She all was like about. a prom queen at that point. You that's know, that what was, it's that was all, everything. That you you can't teach that. Hmm. You cannot teach that. You have to experience that and see that and say, that's genuine. Well, you that's know, I, real. <laughs> I, I see that all the time, you know, as, as you know, being involved in Special Olympics. You know, you go to these these Special Olympics games, you know, whether it be the summer games, winter games or whatever, and, and you see the these athletes putting their all into it. It's amazing. You know, and, and to put a medal on their neck, it's one of the most heartwarming feelings that, that I could ever, I can't even, exp- I couldn't even put it into words. Yeah. You, you know, know, just just seeing how, how happy they are. I, I'm very, very, very biased, obviously, because of my situation with my son. But, you know, it is the greatest thing on the planet, and sometimes it is the worst thing on it, the planet. It's got to be an enormous amount of work. Not having, really. Having, it is, uh, no, no. I, I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised you answered that way. The, the work that um, I would probably say the hardest work is to, kind of like what I was saying to you before we started talking about this, it's like an, it's an, a covert defense because let me explain is that he is set in his ways for example like when we were saying about him telling him no or picking something up or he's in his routine or he does this or that or we're out at the store and he just doesn't want to be at the store videos (laughs) 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 or he doesn't want to be at the store and then he just was like he gets in his zone and he just starts getting combative and then he lays down on the ground and it's like, okay, so you kind of have to, you can't fight that. You'll never win ever, 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 ever. You fight. If you fight him one inch, you've already lost the battle. Did that ever happen in a supermarket where somebody gave you the side eye? You know, somebody's like, control your kid. Do, no, do no. Uh, we've, uh, I had one confrontation, usually a lot of people, you know, cause he's always like, he'll just be standing there on, he'll be like, hi. <laughs> and he'll just start talking to him or showing him his shirt or this, uh, which is know, usually an overkill shirt <laughs> pretty much. But you know, now, now getting back to that prom that he went to, yes, he's a 33 year old man. That's correct. He's oh, a man. Oh. He's getting gray hair and he's getting a bald spot, which is just <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> so I, give a, I give him a shower every day and I'm like, here you go, buddy. Gray hair. <laughs> I, I don't know how to approach this subject because it's something that I've wondered. As, as people with special needs get older, 
Yes. And, and Derek has a six-year-old mentality, but he's got a man's body. He's going to a prom seeing pretty girls all dressed up. Does he Does he have, does he Male. get drawn to, no, there's none of that. It's, no. it's a, it's totally, cause I, I don't, I don't know where the, the hormones would take over versus his mentality. And that's just something I'm, I'm well, wondering. Um, I, I, I don't think that he's, I mean, imagine, imagine a six-year-old, a six-year-old really doesn't like, you know, have a desire for, they got girl germs. Right. They're you, you understand? They, view, they view everybody the same. It's like, you know, they're friends. This, uh, I have this, she's a female and he's a male. There's, there's, you know, I don't think I've never seen anything like that. Okay. But I, you know, it's the hormones, you know, I'm wondering if, cause they have their, 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 everything about their, their biology is an adult. Trust me. There's been a couple times where I, <laughs> I wake, I walk in to wake them up in the morning and there's things going on. <laughs> Enough, said. Enough, Enough said. Enough said. Oh my God. <laughs> Next. <laughs> we, you're like, oh Jesus Christ, we yeah. saw that. And the 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 funniest thing about that is is that he knows it's just so funny because you see, <laughs> I, I mean, does he do the duck and cover? No, he does, he does the, <laughs> the hands come out and he's like. You know, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I've never seen him in that in kind of that aspect. I mean, like he'll he, he's affectionate with everybody. Right. He's he hugs everybody. You know, I mean, you've seen him a thousand times. He just he'll go up to males, females, and you know, just hug them. I mean, anybody, yeah, anybody. anybody. Now, when you were when you were growing up, obviously, I don't know whether you wanted kids growing up or you didn't want kids. Yeah. You you probably had your th- this thought in your head, you know, like every every young man does. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a boy one day. I'm gonna have a child one day. You have a certain uh, you have a, you have a certain mindset of how it's going to go. Like mm-hmm. you play it out in your head, absolutely. And then you find out that you're having a child. You had to be so proud and so oh, happy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you find and I was young too. I was 20, 22, 23. Oh wow. Yeah. You find out that your your son is special needs. Mm-hmm. Tell us that feeling. Um I didn't really kind of understand it. Uh again, it's too 20, young to understand it at that point. Yeah. It was um just a kid yourself. 23, 20, I probably 23. If I'm 30, I'm 56. Yeah, it was 23. Mm. Um you know, I really kind of didn't understand what that was all about. You know, and coming from uh, being an only child and an adopted child as well, um, I wanted to have, I wanted to have kids and Mm. have a a family of my own. So when we found out that Derek was uh, not developing the right way, you know, it was this road that was so confusing is because like you're, you're young, you you don't think about all of this stuff. Like, wait a minute. It's supposed to go this way. It's not supposed to go this way. Plus again, 33 years ago, they didn't have the knowledge they had now. Well, they, they, you're right. They didn't, but, um, you know, there was, uh, there, I, uh, there's, excuse me. I have, uh, I have lost, um, it was, it, it was a learning experience and uh, one that also, made me realize that where my path is, you know, uh, my path is that's I'm number going, one. 
I'm going to be taking care of him for the rest of his life and my life. Think about it. Think, I want everybody to think about that. You've come to that realization as a young man. I had to, yeah. That I'm going to be taking care of a child for the rest of my life. 100%. And and he can't take care of himself. Where where were you in your career at that point? Oh, I was, oh my God, I was working. um, And you were still in the music business that early. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I was uh, working at a guitar factory. Uh, and I was playing in a band, uh, you know, uh, trying to do whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, working at a guitar factory, yeah. making money and going home and, you know, and staying out and rehearsing until 12 at night and coming back home and, you know, trying to do all that stuff. But, um, but it was, it was kind of rough. It was, um, and, uh, you know, you either, you either step up to the plate or you just give up. And I'm not one of those guys <laughs> that you have to literally kill me and beat me down to the ground and bury me before I, if I have one ounce, I get up. Was that always that way or was that, a, that way after Derek? Well, I mean, no, we, t- we talked about it before. You never had a plan B. There is no plan yeah. B. No, you, <laughs> music was going to be your career. There's this plan yeah. and that's it. You yeah. know, I mean. Well, plan B is a sure recipe for failure. Yeah. That's well, the truth. Yeah. It just, it makes you less hungry and more comfortable mm. because it, you know, you sit there and you say, Oh, well, you know what? I don't really want to do that. I could kind of, you know, I got this to fall back on. Yeah. It's like, you know, no big deal. It's yeah. like, yeah, it is a big deal. But one of the things I was saying was um, with that whole learning experience and doing all that stuff was, is I kind of started really seeing how weird the world was that it wasn't this. Cause you know, I lived in a, you know, uh, not a sheltered life, but uh, my main life was, you know, music, you know, I didn't really know how the medical industry worked or, you know, any of this stuff. I had no idea, you know, and I come to find out that there's that when, when they say you're an expert, I have to, I have to kind of doubt you until I believe you until you show me something that makes me an expert. Meaning the, when Derek was, being like, we were going through this whole thing. We brought him to doctors. You know, I have, I had a list of all of these things that these people were telling us what was wrong with him. Oh, he has a muscular dystrophy thing. He has this thing. He's not going to live six months. He's not going to do this. He's not going to do that. And I'm like, all of you are fucking wrong. <laughs> Every one of you. You know, God, don't was. you feel like calling him today and saying, no, hey, Jeff, I don't off, listen, you know, but 33 but, years well, it, ago, it's part of that learning experience. It's like, okay. And then, you know, you get a list of these things. You have this child that, you know, is not walking, you know, or what he's not, you know, turning over or whatever like this. And you're like, oh, okay. So then you have these experts, you know, and you know, you take it with a grain of salt, you know, but once you go to one guy and says this one, and then the other guy says this one, and then the other guy says this one, it's like, what do you do? You know, you're telling me right now that this kid's not going to live for another six months. 33 years later. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? That's you know? got to be some tough news to get. You know, I, I, once that child's born, I, I tell new parents this, that you never, you thought you knew what worry was. When you have a child, you really know what worry is. It changes your life. Yeah. And, and when you, when a doctor or a quote unquote expert comes up to you and says, Hey, the kid's not going to live another six months. That's got to be devastating news. Well, I started thinking about that, knowing that, you know, this one says this one, how can I trust you people? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, if it does happen, then it does happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's horrible here, but what am I going to do? 
I mean, you know, okay, I'll ask somebody else. And then this one will tell me, nah, that guy was absolutely fucking crazy. We had this thing um, very early on uh, when Derek was, I don't know, six, five, six. He used to get these seizures, right? Where he would just like, you know, he would just, and then he would just kind of go like this and be at it, right? Brought him to a doctor, obviously. Neurologist, you know, says, oh, these are, these are grand mal seizures, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Okay. We're going to put them on this uh, medication called Depakote. Okay. And this is you know, a little six-year-old kid, right? Taking these big, gigantic pills. Bust them up, right? Whatever. It's, so I start giving him. Seizures start cutting. Oh, he's not getting a lot. It wasn't like he was having one every day or, you know, just sitting around. Kind of go. And then all of a sudden. Start coming back. Bring it back to the doctor. Okay, we're going to up the dosage. Okay, so now I got to give this kid two pills a day. Yeah. Okay? Give him two pills a day. What happens three weeks later? Come back. He's having more seizures. So we're like, okay, bring him back to the doctors. All right, we're going to up his dosage. So now I got to give this kid three pills a day? All right. After that third visit, I went home and I took that entire bottle and I dumped it down the toilet. And I said, listen, <laughs> do you, I'm no medical expert and I'm no surgeon or doctor, but I can tell when something is not working is if you're given this here, go away. They come back two more, come back three more. This ain't working. So you know what? We're just going to shy off of these things. Let it ride and see, and we're going to go find somebody else or see what, what can happen. So you, you know? dumped them all down the, down the toilet, and that is a bunch of fish in the river having having that aren't having seizures. <laughs> but one of the things, too, was, um, you know, he, uh, from that moment on, never had one seizure again. Never. Not really? one. Not one. You know, because I, I have heard that children grow out of seizures. They do. They grow yeah. out of them. He, uh, uh, Derek only started getting these other little seizures um, a couple years ago. And, uh, I, I, you know, so he's on, uh, this other medication, but they're just, they're, they're, they're weird ones, you know, it, and it, they don't happen often. It's like once every three months, like he would get one, but they were kind of concerning because they, it was, it was different than what we, uh, when I, I saw when he was a little kid, he would just have these like little, little ticks and then just snap out of it, you know? So that's where I was saying with, um, you know, the, the trusting of people. And it's not that I don't trust all doctors. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You just vet the information a little better. I, I just have to, you know, it's just amazing to me. You know, I mean, like you could go into any place and, you know, a body shop. Some guy says, yeah, I haven't opened this body shop. Yeah, I could do that for, you know, $1,300. And another guy goes, ah, that guy sucks. I could do it for 800. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. shouldn't do it this way. Should do it this way. And I'm like. I don't know. It but, was just, that's part of the, um, the, the learning process with, you know, the special needs. And well, it, I was going to say, especially back then you were still so young. Yeah. Right. You said he was six years old. So you were what? 29. You, and you didn't 29. really know much about the medical field. So yeah, you're I mean, relying on these people to, I mean, it's, well, that's what you do. You rely yeah. on these people, these, you know, experts and another one, which was just, uh, it just kept, it just kept going and going and going. And Derek has perfect eyesight. He kind of squints at little things, but we'll tell him to stop doing that in the bedroom. He's got perfect eyesight. <laughs> got perfect eyesight. Well, 
Let's, <laughs> let's just say this. So I get this call from his school one day. And they said, uh, we're having an optometrist come in uh, to check the student's eyes and, and, and this and that. Would you be interested? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Get a note sent home that said that according to this doctor, my son is legally blind. <laughs> you could have got great parking, though. <laughs> legally blind. Yeah. I'm like, really? As I'm reading this letter, I'm watching him play with Legos, picking them up off the floor. <laughs> right? So I'm like, okay. So then they get this other recommendation coming back to say, we should check his eyes. He, he needs to be. And then the school got involved. They were like saying, you should get him glasses and everything like that. And I'm like, I don't, I, you know, okay. This guy's an optometrist, right? I'm his father. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not an eye doctor. I'm just, I'm watching him play. He's walking around. He's eating. Like he's not bumping into walls. He's not like, you know, doing this and doing all that. So, Right. But, you know, that, you, that's it too. You, when you go for an eye test, you know, you look at the little, you know, what's read the top line. You can't tell little Derek to read the top line. It was, it wasn't even that it was that, you know, if they put him on this thing and they're looking at his eyes and telling him that it's legally blind. So I'm like, okay, I'll entertain this. Okay. What do we do? Oh, we bring him down to the office or, you know, this, this and that. So I drag him down there and he doesn't like anything on his face. Uh, you know, when we were doing that whole COVID thing, it was a, Freaking nightmare. <laughs> Freaking unnecessary nightmare. Anyway, but so they put this thing on him and the guy's looking at this and he was like, yeah, oh yeah, his vision's really bad. And I'm like going, what? Yeah. He was like, oh, we're going to, we, we can get him a prescription for glasses. I said, the kid will never wear glasses yeah. on his head. Right. Never in a million years. You put them on, he'll yank them off. And what we'll be doing is breaking, we'll be buying glasses for the rest of it. Well, we can put a band around it. Okay. Yeah. He can just yank yeah. that off. So I'm like, he's not going to wear glasses. So you know what the guy says to me? I swear to God, he goes, well, what we can do is I'll give you these drops. You could put the drops in his eyes to make his vision bad so he gets used to wearing the glasses. I said, but do you understand what I'm saying? So you, you, you <laughs> Goodbye, lose. Goodbye, Doc. Good seeing you. I said, how much was this visit? You lose <laughs> there faith. You go. When, when you start getting bad advice from doctors, you lose faith. And I saw this. I was recently in the the, hospital, the the doctor's office for something, and he's telling me to go on this special diet. And he was saying things, and he, he actually got into a political discussion with me, which was unprovoked by me. I didn't say a word. He starts talking about politi political debate, and it just it, it agitated me. Right. So now when I get agitated, I don't know about you, no matter what they say, they could give me the best advice in the world. I'm not listening to you start it. zoning out. This guy starts telling me to put on, go into a, a plant-based diet. I'm like, do you go on a plant? Are you on a plant-based diet? I'm like, yeah, well, you look like a fucking hobbit. <laughs> okay. So I'm not listening to a goddamn word you say, right. because everything else you've told me was wrong. And did, was it, was it something along those lines? It's, it, it, it's a process. I mean, like, this is what I was telling you before about learning about all of this stuff is like, you know, if I didn't really, if I didn't have two screws in my head screwed correctly, I, number one, this kid would be still be on Depakote for the rest of his life. <laughs> number two, I'd be pouring eye drops into his eyes, making his vision bad, thinking that's a, <laughs> like, come on. You See, know? Why didn't you just get them contacts then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, so. at some point you had to get your bearings on the situation yep. or to somewhat, somewhat stabilization. How long did that take that process? Uh, I, I don't. Between work and home. I mean, you, you still got a career going on yeah. that you're striving I, I, for. I don't really remember. It's like kind of, um, 
it's all like one just kind of meshed. Yeah. It just kind of, it just kind of flowed together. There wasn't like a definitive point or a definitive this. You should you know? have had a second one. The second ones are easier. Yeah. Yeah. Second <laughs> ones are so much easier. And I'll yeah. tell you, I'll tell you why my little one, the poor kid, Jimmy, he, uh, you know, with, with my first one, we're new parents and we're neurotic like everybody else. Where's the second one? I don't know. He's in the corner eating marbles. I don't know. He's fine. He'll be all right. He's got, he's got that can of gas and a lighter. Hey, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll figure it out. Yeah. If not, he'll learn real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but you're you're pretty much an expert doing this for 33 years. Um, I'm an expert with him, 100%. Right. Not being, you know, um, you know, there's, like I said to you before, there's a, there's a, 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 a great reward. Uh, and then there's a great, I don't what's the opposite of reward is, uh, you know, there's a great, like downside to it, downside yeah, to down, it, for, yeah. you know, like I said, for example, is, um, you know, you have you have children that will bear other children. Derek won't Derek mm-hmm. is, it's the last, that's it. The last of the tailors. That's the last, you know? Yeah. And it, 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 you know, weighs on me sometimes, but you know, I, I actually like, like when we're walking around the store, right. And, uh, like, you know, he's standing next to me and we're just walking around. It's like the greatest thing on the planet. It's like, this is my, this is my best friend right here. <laughs> yeah. This is my son. This is my best friend. This kid, you know, it's like, Hey, Hey, fuck face, get over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, shit for brains. Come on. You know, or he's like picking up something and he's looking at it and he's showing it to somebody else. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to wrangle him in because he can, you know, I mean, he never leaves my side. It's never, it's never like, you know, like, oh, you want to go into the, the book aisle and look at the books and everything like that? I'm going to be over here. You're no, not a chance. <laughs> he's but, attached to me. You know, I, I used to say, and this was before I met you, that I wish my son was six years old for the rest of his life. I used to say that because at six years old, you're still their hero. You're their archetype. Mm-hmm. And then you came in and we, we discussed it and I'm like, well, some ways, yes. And that's the bittersweet that you were talking about. Some ways. Yes. Some ways. No, Yeah. some ways. No, but you know what I mean? And, and like I said, I've been around Derek and little Derek thousands of times, the way little Derek looked at his father, you know, I mean, even like when you're on stage, and he's just sitting there and he's just like, dad, dad. Oh, you know, sitting on the couch, you know, me and Lenore sitting on the couch and it's, he's in his room. It's like, dad, what? Bus. <laughs> dad, what? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it is amazing. But I'm going to go do that to my kids. <laughs> but the, you know, a lot of times it's like, <laughs> I have to. Uh, lately, I mean, <laughs> past couple of years, I turn on the TV and I start watching things the way the world is going. And I am so glad yeah. I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. And never. I, I fear for my kids yeah, sometimes the way, the, the way the world's going. I do. I do. I don't have to worry about that at all. But the only is, thing I have to worry about, I'm sorry. Go there ahead. is one thing that, see, I'm looking forward to getting older for this reason. Because mm-hmm. I can't wait for my son to wipe my ass. Because <laughs> I won't wipe his ass enough. And <laughs> you wipe your own or your son's? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, you know. Well, you got to get Lenore in it all. It is. Uh, I, it whole is thing. No, it is. It is. Um, I call it the absolute number one dad task. It, I am there oh. every time when it, it, it goes. Um, when um, that, that occurs, 
I am Dad? the greatest father on the planet. And I remind him of that <laughs> every time I said, you know, I am the greatest father on the planet. <laughs> the greatest one. Has Derek ever, ever stood up and looked at himself in the mirror and just not wreck, like, what's that? What's, you know, yeah. like he, that's that self-aware stuff that you kind of hope, I guess you hope it doesn't happen. What do you mean? Uh, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a man. Yeah. So he's got hair everywhere yeah. and, and that stuff. And then one day he just wake up and like, ask you what, what that is, or it's just something that just, he just accepted. It's just something part. It's no, yeah. no, he never, ever did anything like that. Yeah. He just kind of, it just accepted things, you know? Right. It's just the way his body yeah. worked out. I mean, yeah. he, he knows, um, you know, the, washes his hands and he wants to brush his teeth and, you know, he's, he understands all of that stuff, you know, and goes to the bathroom at night and, you know, but I, I don't think, I think he's, maybe he did. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't ask him and, you know, and, right. and he can't give me an answer on any of that stuff. I mean, imagine being, I try to put myself in his shoes, being six years old and waking up in a man's body. Yeah. You know, they make I th- movies about that stuff. I, I think that it's just, he again. He lives in the moment. Yeah, he goes to be, he goes to bed. He doesn't have no any idea. I could put him to bed at two thirty in the afternoon. He would not even know. He would just <laughs> crawl into bed, and I'd put the TV on. He would lay there, and he would go to sleep. He would sleep for eight hours and wake me up at eleven o'clock, <laughs> like he does all the time. <clears throat> and um, but like you know, the other thing too is like um, you know, the greatest. I will have that. My friend, my son, with me for as long. As I'm alive, he'll be my, I will see his face and he will be next to me. He won't move out. He won't be away. He will be with me, mm. you know, and, and which is great. And, uh, but you know, mm. there's also the thing of, you know, he's 33. Uh, you know, I think to myself all the time is like, he's 33. He would have probably, I would probably be a grandfather right now. Probably. Um, you know, maybe he would live here or he would, you know, live over there, but you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, like, I, I don't, that, I don't, that's, uh, that's not happening. That's not even, that's not even, it's not a, even a remote possibility. Yeah, it's not even a, it's not even something to fantasize about because it'll just never happen in a million years. You know what? I don't want to say like way in the good and the bad, but you don't have to worry about him going out at night. Like when he was 18 years old, oh, you know? Boy. Yeah. Your kid goes out in the car. He gets his license for the first day. Believe me, I've done it twice already. Yeah. Your kid gets their license for dad. Can I have the keys? You don't you sit up going, oh, my. You also don't ever have that where he's going to puff up on you and be that rebellious teenager. Oh, no. We have that. <laughs> oh, you've had it. Oh, you can. Nah. I'm starting to rethink this thing nah, of this yeah. six-year-old mentality. Yeah. No, I mean, he, like, it's part of the zone that he gets into. I mean, it's. Like it's he, not a rebellion thing though, is it? It's more it's, just, it's, no, it's a, it's an aggressive thing. Yeah. And when that flip is, when that switch is flipped, little boy, watch out. Yeah, really. And, but that's what I was saying. It's like this covert defense that I have to like, kind of, you know, shiny object, shiny object, shiny object <laughs> before, you know, Godzilla comes and burns my face off. I have to do that with Mike. When he gets on a rant somewhere. I'm like, Mike, Mike over here. Shiny but it's really weird. It's like, it's a zone. You could see his whole entire, his yeah. eyes go like this. And it's just like, he's, he's just focused on, he's becomes another person. And it's just, you know, you're on defense then, you know, because you can't fight with him because it, it's like, it's just going to further incite him. It's, it's, you'll, you'll lose. Yeah. Every 
every time. But, he, I'm, but I'm sure there's some, some of your son's capabilities that are extremely beautiful. 100%. All right. What, what do you think they, what do you think you could point out? It's uh, your favorite aspect of his life. My favorite aspect of his life is that he is one of the most interesting people I've ever met. In my <laughs> he should life. do the commercials for Tosekis. He is it's unbelievable how how sweet he is and how um unbelievably methodical he is in his own way. It's not a methodical of like a scientist or like a you know whatever, but he's very methodical on certain things. And it just blows me away. I mean there's Tons of times I'm just laughing my balls off because he's just doing these things, you know, especially, especially when he knows I'm pissed. Oh, it is the best. He knows how to push your buttons. Oh, when he knows I'm pissed, I don't yell. I don't scream. Just get the eyes. Just the eyes. The dad eyes. The dad eyes. The same thing my father did to me, which scared the shit out of me all the time. The low voice, not yelling, because when you yell, that's the aggressive and you're meeting aggressive, you're throwing aggression and and you're meeting aggression too. The calmness and the dead eyes, like the dead snake eyes, right? Just, just calming that down. And I can get the shit kicked out of me 100%. (laughs) And I have, you know, I mean, like Lenore and I have, have lost tons of hair, having our hair pulled you know, but, um, you got to start having a haircut like this. Yeah, no, it just, <laughs> or like this, it, ju- it, ju- it just gets to, it get, gets to a point and it's just, that's how you have to kind of dis- diffuse it. And even that to me is amazing to me. It's amazing to me that, that he can control that to a level of pure, psychotic rage down to God. Yeah. It, and it's like, like you said, it's, like a snap of the fingers. He, yeah, it's not a, it's he not goes like, from up here to down here. And it's like, not like a bipolar thing. It's not this. It's just that the switch went off. The moment is over. God, I saw a video on your Instagram at real, at, at the real Derek Taylor, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Cause okay. I, I did my Instagram after you, <laughs> uh, he, you have your son. I told you, I, when I made mine up, I was going to put the fake Derek Taylor. I, I am real Kevin Donaldson <laughs> for you, because I'm like, hey, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, you had your son, I guess it was in a Lowe's or Home Depot or something, yeah, you know, in the Halloween decorations. Oh, yeah. And this is what I found <laughs> I most beautiful. The look of absolute wonder. You bring your kids into a Halloween store or a Christmas store, whatever holiday it is, and the absolute wonder. And as you get older, that wonder's gone. But that's what I saw in young Derek's eyes. It's that wonder. And he's pointing to everything. He's And he's he's looking at you like, Dad, you believe this shit? <laughs> the other thing, like what you were saying to me before, is about one thing that you love, I love about that, is that he will never, ever stop believing in Santa Claus. What do you mean? <laughs> but like, what do you, when you... When he sees all of that stuff, and trust me, bringing him to Home Depot this time of year is easy. <laughs> okay? You know, when I was building the shed and I had to drag him there all the time to pick up two by fours, it was like, Dad, really? <laughs> like, come on. But, you know, it is. It's this, you know, <clears throat> this um, 
the wonder is is in, I love it. But that's I, what, I, I isn't that it. that's the six year old mentality. You know, bring a six year old to, to right. the Home Depot and see the holiday decorations. They're going to go nuts over it. That's amazing. Yeah, that and, and you'll have you got to bring them to the Grand Saloon. That's oh. what you got to do. Unbelievable food. I'm getting Nick to put spam on the menu. You got to come. Spam, 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 spam is a delicacy. Are you kidding me? Spam really? is a delicacy. So great. <laughs> I tell you all the time, he likes meat in a can. So yes. that's why he's bringing Grand Saloon's one of our sponsors, 940 Van Houten Avenue in Clifton. You got to bring Derek there because does he like does he like real good food? He likes going out to eat, good times? Um, no, Derek hates to eat. <laughs> <laughs> How about Big Derek? Does Big Derek uh, like to eat? Uh, yeah. But uh, that's, a, that's one thing, too, is, which is really funny is um, <clears throat> I, you could – he is not – in any way, shape, or form, a picky eater. <laughs> anything. You could feed him anything. <clears throat> and I'm telling you, which is a blessing because you don't have like, I don't want chicken. Ah, what are you making, Dad? Ah, I don't want that. I could take, I'm telling you this, I could take a bowl, put cornflakes in it, um, lima beans, <laughs> uh, Doritos. Um, Do the one chip challenge with it. <clears throat> um, what, um, chocolate chips. I could put all this stuff, Chinese food, cut up a pizza, a little burger, um, some pasta, put all of that in a bowl, put it right in front of him. He would eat everything. Nick, get thing. that on the menu for the Grand Saloon. <laughs> I like it. We'll call it the Derek Jr. special. But that's a blessing. Yeah, that is. That, that's, that's, is, that's a, a, that is an absolute blessing. And I was. That's and, a beautiful thing right there. Oh, my gosh. It is so easy. It's like. It's easy know, to shop for it. Go food shopping for it. What's on sale? What are you going to get yeah. for the kid? <laughs> See, like when I make, when I, when I cook in the house is um, I'm not a big leftovers guy. So if I make something, you know, uh, I'm not really like the, the, the next day. Um, I, but <laughs> the human garbage disposal, yeah. he'll eat anything. It's, it's unbelievable. He will eat anything. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Well, he'll, do you, do you... he'll even put, he, he'll even take a pickle. He'll take one of those disgusting vile things <laughs> and he'll put it in his mouth and he will chew it and swallow it. Oh, you don't like pickles. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Think Next. I'm going to, I'm going to rethink <laughs> this special needs thing because I got one of our like sponsors are in a pickle. I know not like in pickles. That's pretty <laughs> next. Yes. No, I don't want to get down that road. No, do, I, no, I do not. I do, do you, not like. do you reach out to parents of other uh, parents who also have children with special needs not to really. try to walk them through? Because you got a lot of experience right now. I, I don't really kind of, um, you know, uh, associate with any of the parents. Um, They're probably you know, scared of you. Well, maybe. <laughs> you no, know. but yet, like you said before, each each one is individual. Yeah. Who, who are you to preach to someone else about how to raise their kids? I, I, don't, I don't think it's a matter of preaching. It's a matter of, um, well. Well, you can you teach know, them patience. Like turbo, you know, turbo. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So um, <clears throat> it's almost like, you know. Turbo's mom, great woman. God bless her. Yeah. I mean, she is. She's got two of them, right? Two hammered yeah. with two of them. Wow. You know, muscular. Well, both of them with MS. Yeah, both wheelchair. Both you know, wheelchair combined bound to, and yeah. makes it happen and does what? Happened. Oh, warrior. Oh yeah, warrior. Yeah. Warrior. Much respect. And listen, I've only seen her at shows. Never did I once not see her with a smile on her face. She has a. Again, she realized back yeah. way back when, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is I could run, but I'm not going to. You know yeah. what I mean? This is this is my path. Yeah. But I don't know if it's like, you know, um, you know, with, with turbo, it, it's you know, it's different. 
you know, she's yeah. got a different set of things. It, they're kind of common. It's kind of like a, a semi-even foundation where we are. But, you know, she doesn't deal with what we deal with. And she, we don't deal with what she has to deal with. So it's kind of like. But the fact that you're conscious enough to realize that every child is different mm-hmm. is something to teach somebody. Oh, it's yeah. just that everything is individual with special needs. Everything. But I think you might understand that more if with a special needs child. Absolutely. If, That's what I'm talking about. Then like, then like, I don't know, a normal child or whatever a normal child is, you know? Um, but I think that, um, yeah, maybe, I, I don't know. I never kind of really thought of it that way. You, you, know? you have a, a particular <laughs> set of skills that yes, Derek has different needs than turbo. Can okay. I say, can I actually, you just said that I have, I have a particular set of skills. Yes. I have a particular set of skills. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I stole and it I straight from Taken. Guitar playing you. isn't one of them. I will. <laughs> I will. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> I will find you. But you, your, pa- you. your patience level, your ability to change and adapt. Yeah. That is that. Cause what, think about when you were first, you first found out about Derek. And if somebody were there to say, Hey, look, this is going to, this is what it's going to be a long road. Things are going to change. I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen in the future, but you got to be ready for it. You will adjust. You will be okay. Stick it out. It's worth it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm not, uh, I'm Derek's greatest father. I'm not the world's greatest father. You're a dad star. uh, I mean, you're not a rock star. I mean, uh, part of this path was, you know, you're not, you're not given the book, you study the book and here you go. You're an yeah, expert. Exactly. Yeah. It's steps. I've made tons of mistakes, tons of mistakes that I said, I said to myself, man, I should have done it that way. I should have done it this way. You learn from your mistakes too. You have to, you know, you know? One, one question I had is, is you, you were talking about Derek is, you know, very routine based. Yes. Very. What happened? Like he was going to school before the pandemic hit, correct? Yes. What? And he couldn't go to school anymore. How was that? Um, it wasn't really as bad as I thought. Um, he, um, to be honest with you, I think that he was getting, he was going there five days a week. Okay. <clears throat> and he was in the adult program and the adult program. He's in a room with uh, a bunch of other kids, adults that are, you know, different ages. And they kind of, the, it's almost like corralling them in a, in an area for a day, giving them some crafts to do and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I think at a certain point doing that five days a week was getting to him because we were getting calls every other couple of days that he was complaining of a headache. He wanted to come home and this and that. And it was just like kind of strange because he loved going to the program and seeing he's, he's a rock star there. He's been going there ever (laughs) since he was a little kid, since they opened the building, he's been going there for 20 something years. So we realized that something was up. You know, it was like, so when the, the uh, pandemic hit and uh, they closed everything, I was like, oh my God, he is going to go out of his mind. Nope. He was perfectly fine with all this stuff. Very, very simple. Very, very simple kid. Nothing more that he would likes to do than to go on his iPad, <clears throat> sit in his room, in his chair or on his bed with his little iPad, with his TV on. And just watch Barney videos or Santa videos all day long. Get up, have some lunch, maybe go to the store with me and Lenore and, you know, do whatever. And then come back home, get on his eye. 
Very simple. That's that's all he wants. You know, it's funny. I, I stopped down at Derek's house a couple months ago. It was over the summer sometime. Derek didn't even get out of his bed. <laughs> he sat there and was like, he's going, Derek, Mike's here. And he goes, hi. Yeah. You better. Hi. You better thank your lucky stars that you have Lenore at home. To 100%. Help you out, yeah. To yeah. help you out. 100%. Yep. Because it does take, it, it sounds like a lot to take on for anybody. And then a touring musician. Now, of everything that Derek does and, and has done in 33 years of his life, I'm sure he's taught you some lessons. 100%. What do you think his greatest lesson he ever taught you? Love. I was going to say love. Was Un- the first words out of my mouth. Unconditional love. love for hmm. uh, another human being. And, uh, meaning my, uh, my, my son, yeah. obviously, you know, I mean, but that's I unconditional love, love that, that's you know? unconditional love that goes both ways. Your love it's for a, your son and your son's love for you. Yes. It's a, di- it's different. Yeah. It's, it's that see, like when I was growing up, I mean, like, again, you know, uh, I had, you know, I was an only child, you know, I really like didn't understand what family was, you know, like finding out that I was adopted, you know, I'd go to my, you know, my father's sister's house and it was like, oh, this is your aunt Claire. It's not really some lady that, you know, was related to my dad. It's not really my aunt. You know, I, I don't have any brothers or sisters or cousins or, you know, it was like really weird. So, um, you know, and realizing at that one point when Derek was just young is like, this is mine. Mm. Nobody can take that this, away. This me. is, this is, this is mine. This is, <laughs> this is, Mine. This is mine. mine. Yeah. Not much more you could say. And uh, I think it was just, you know. Well, throughout this episode, with your permission, we're going to put at least one or two pictures up of Derek. I want everybody to see what great, how great a kid, if that's okay yeah. with you. Well, sure. Um, I gave him pictures. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're only good pictures. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Not like the picture of him holding up the, the cowboy sign. Yeah, song. yeah. The who? <laughs> Yeah, I did see that picture. Cowboys suck, and I, I have to agree totally with him. Well, you know, it's funny, you know, talking about, you know, what it's like to watch him all the time. When 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 Overkill went on tour, Derek asked me and my friend Mitch if we could ask if we could watch little Derek for the weekend. The hardest thing was getting him in and out of the giant stuff we put on him, <laughs> the, the Steelers stuff we put on him, the Flyer stuff we put on him. We put him in all different types of uniforms. So basically. <laughs> So basically, let's let's be honest here. Mike and Mitch had a toy to play with, a human being. They made they made a pretty woman dress up montage with your son. Yeah, they did. That's that's and I and, and we're sending them pictures and I got rough. pictures and you, I was like, Derek, I, you really I, need to choose your friends a little bit wiser. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but you know, in the long run, that cost Mitch a lot of money. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Derek took the iPad and he just started, they forgot to turn the parental controls yeah, off. And he still forgot ordering stuff. Mitch keeps getting blings on his phone. Derek's but, ordering it. You know, it's like if you're if you're gonna lie down with dogs, you're gonna wake up with fleas. This is true. If I drop my son off with the two most irresponsible human beings on the face of the planet. This is what you get. <laughs> I mean, I got the first picture. I'm going, uh, uh, there's nothing I can say. It's, it's kind of one of those where you look at it and go, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> well, listen, he's <clears throat> learned to expect nothing less from me. Now, do you got anything you want to throw out there? Any plugs, social media? Where are you going to uh, be? No, I'm going to be uh, probably on my couch uh, <laughs> or in my shop building something or smoking meats or doing whatever. 
Um, no, I mean, uh, I, I got a plug for social you. media. I could really care less about that. You well, know you got to go saying. at the real Derek Taylor. Yeah. I, I don't really care. I mean, I check it every once in a while and it's like, I just could care less about social media. Uh, I really about, could. I'm sorry, everybody. How I about we did it? How about we do this plug? You see, you got a lot of ink. Where did you get your ink from? Oh, all over. Raven did uh, a couple of my tattoos. Does Raven have a, uh, does yeah, she do Destin, it out of a store now or a destiny tattoo? You got to, um, you got to get Raven on the phone with us. We get her in here and we'll talk. Cause there's a lot of suffering involved in tattoo artists. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, uh, she's not, she's not really a big talker. She's, not, <laughs> she's, she's very, very quiet. Very, she's a very shy person. Well, if so. we're, we'll put it this way. If we bring Raven's mother in, the mother could do all the talking. Why don't we too? get a live tattoo on the suffering podcast? There you go. I, I I got a I got some some dry canvas. You could totally here. bring bring Lenore in, and she could <laughs> she could have a discussion with both of you. <laughs> yes, she could. Well, why don't Why don't you and plug again, plug Raven Store? Tell us where it is. And in- it's uh, Destiny Tattoo in South Amboy. All right. Um, I think her her um well, her uh, Instagram is at xoxo tattoos. I think. I can, I'll I can take a look up. at it. I'll get it up there on our show notes. I can I can send it to you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll take care of it after the show. Derek, you know, we're I, I can't thank you enough for coming back in here because we're coming to the always end a of pleasure. this thing. Oh, man, you know, it's always a pleasure seeing sure. you, man. And I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you the first time you ran. Derek Jr., 33 years old, has taught you a lot, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think the suffering of taking care of somebody with special needs has taught you? It, that's a that's a tough question because uh, I, I don't think it's suffering. I don't at all. That's the right answer right there. Um, it is, it's the opposite of suffering, you know? I mean, if it was suffering, I wouldn't be doing it. Mm. I wouldn't be his father. I wouldn't be, you know, doing what I do for him. I would be probably doing something else. I so, think it's, me personally, the way I see it from the outside looking in, it's all that stuff that some people would see as negative and some people would see as difficult and bad mm-hmm. that has really made you a true dad star. And that's how I see it. I help, you know, Lenore helps out a lot, too. Yes. And I yes. Owe, owe her. Charlie Pops. Charlie Pops. Pops and Breck Breck William. So follow at Charlie Pops on Instagram. You know, for, and, uh, and like I said, Derek, you know how much I love you, man. You are you are one of the best people brother. I know. He's like I said, he is he to me, he is a dad star. And he's a friend star too. You just had Mike profess his love to you and you're gonna let him over your house. Oof. Sure. Oof. Oof. I have I have a birthday room. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I went to a, a barbecue at his house one time too, but that's for another episode. <laughs> hey, well, he did. You, you were at my house for I don't know ten minutes, thirteen and a half minutes, <laughs> and then you had then you followed an ambulance. Then away. I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> oh, that's well, the, motor, the motorcycle incident. Yeah, 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 we won't get into that. That's another episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank I you very really much for having me. It's this. always a pleasure. You know, anytime you're always welcome in this studio, and also throw it out when you're going out on tour. We'll throw those dates out. Tell Derek, say thank you for lending us his dad for for a couple hours. And tell Lenore we said thanks also. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Tell Lenore Lenore not to hate me for taking two hours at a time. (laughs) And that's going to do it for this episode of The Suffering Podcast. As always, we talk about what we learned. Family is a career. We should all be so lucky to live in the moment. The wonder of a child is amazing, but most importantly, be a dad star. That's going to do it for this episode of The Suffering Podcast. Don't forget, you can listen before you watch. All our episodes air on audio on Sunday mornings. Follow Mike on Instagram at Mike underscore Follow me at Real Kevin Donaldson. And, of course, follow The Suffering Podcast 
we're going to see you on the next episode of Suffering Podcast. <laughs>